This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Day 5. Mission 5. Our Mrs. Reynolds. Greetings and welcome to the Galaxy Wars Podcast. We're your host, The Grays, and we are preparing for mission number five as we venture into the one lone season of Firefly, specifically episode number three, or if you're on Hulu, episode number six, Our Mrs. Reynolds. And it aired October 2nd, 2002, and directed by another actor, not Potsy, Vondi Curtis Hall, who acted in 76 things on IMDb. Yeah. And uh, he, the thing, most recent thing I've seen him in was Daredevil as Ben Urich. Uh, okay. As like, I think he was like the cop in it, but. Okay. He uh, was, he's recognized, he's very recognized. Yeah, he was in Die Hard. He's got a, yeah. he, he kind of like, he looks like he could be a pimp in a lot of movies. Yeah. I think he was in Soul Food. Do you remember that long, that show a long, long time ago? No. Well, no. don't worry. That's our next episode. We're going to start talking about he, Soul Food. Uh, here he's with. Tim Roth, Tupac Shakur, oh, Thandie Newton. What were they doing? Gridlocked. Okay. okay. Yeah. That Tupac's last movie. I think so. Probably. Yeah. But this, uh, like I said, October second, two thousand and two, and the synopsis for the episode, as per IMDb, is a woman claiming to be Mal's wife appears aboard Serenity. Yep. And hijinks ensue. Yep. So you've watched the show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. This I've is- I've watched the show. It's a it's a heavy hitter. I was gonna. Do you think it's a heavy hitter, or do you think it's a cult classic? I think it's a cult classic. Yeah, because it only had one season. Yeah, and I think so. you you and I are part of that cult. So <laughs> for us, it's huge. It's like our right, this is heavy. Yeah, this I was is, happy to see it. I was like, oh yeah, I know this one. But, yeah. So I didn't like. I was gonna go into it and say this is another deep water episode, but to to us, yes, to me and you, it is. But maybe to some listeners that have never seen Firefly or millennials who've never even heard of Firefly, yeah. this could be the first uh, taste of Firefly, and I hope we bring it some justice. Out of all the people that are in our life, how many of them do you think know what Firefly is? Oh. Any? One. <laughs> One, and he's my co-host on my other <laughs> podcast. So I think that's about it. Yeah, it's not, I mean, as much as I liked it, it I don't, you know... Would, there, but you know what? There's got to be people that like it. There's yeah, got to oh, be yeah. a lot of people because Tudyk's still famous. Yep. But Tudyk's famous because he's really good at. But Fillion's really famous. Yeah, Baccarin. Yeah. She's a you know she's always popping up in Adam, really good shows. Adam so. Baldwin. Yep. Now think about it. You know, we went to the Great Philadelphia Comic Con this year and we got a chance to be around Alan Tudyk. There weren't a lot of. Firefly cosplays. There were a lot of watch. Like there weren't a lot of Reynolds cosplays. And you know, you think when you think Firefly, you think Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah. There were a lot of wash cosplays. I saw like the Hawaiian shirts and, yeah. and stuff like that. But this is easy though. Yeah, because that's it's just, the thing. It, this isn't a cosplay type of show because it's just they're not dressed in yeah, just a, a particular uniform or in the future. Yeah, it's just, just they're on a beanie. Yeah. <laughs> put on a duster and you're ready to go. Yeah, they're just they wear normal clothes and. I don't know. Yeah, and we're going to go through, like, you know, the whole premise. We're going to go through the episode. But the impact on geek culture, and I was just telling you about this, with the casting and how they've just, all these people have went from one sci-fi show with 12 episodes and a movie, 
and it's like they've spider webbed into all the shows that we watch and we enjoy. Yeah. So with ep- with episode number three or six or however you want to do it, our Miss Reynolds, it takes place in 2517. Right. So I'm really glad that they gave us a year so we don't have to <laughs> guess. It's the first one that really stuck to the sci-fi roots and was like, Dateline, uh, 2517. As far as I'm concerned, well, no. I guess Killjoys went into space a little bit. Yeah. But that's because the whole thing was traveling space. This is the first time we've seen any, like, thing happen in yeah. space. Yeah. Really haven't seen space in any of the, it, all the sci-fi galaxy yeah. wars. We haven't seen any galaxies. Yeah. And I, I wrote down, like, this is the first show where we've seen a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Like, because we'll get to it, but there's three people in spacesuits actually in space doing something so it's not a borderline musical it's not set in vancouver it's not an awful uh show set in charleston well and it's not about a pyramid it is a it it, it's kind of like the last one where it's like the time period's weird but they dress this whole entire show's premises they're it's like in a space western so they, they dress and they talk like they're in, in 1800s. Yeah, the, the premise is super weird for yeah. a sci-fi show. Space Western, and they all speak Chinese. Well, so you're I, like, okay. You know what I liked about this show, and I, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I, what I liked is they never, they didn't like put a bunch of exposition on you all mm-hmm. at once. You're supposed to figure out, okay, they use Chinese for whatever reason. They like kind of sprinkle it. it like yep. you, they'll sprinkle in why, you know, because of wars and economic and stuff like that. But it's like they don't sit there and tell you why. Like, yeah, there's no flashbacks on them no. and, in and, China learning Chinese. And and the, the whole entire thing's like that. It's they start you in the middle of a story. Yep. And and I, I kind of that's why I like this show a lot. And I don't know why a lot of people didn't. Apparently, not everybody liked it. But. Yeah. It was it too soon for the time? Like oh two oh three was that too far removed from westerns and not yet immersed in sci-fi culture again i'm trying to think like we're coming off of like now firefly would be huge no it'd be gigantic and there and, are they're talking about rebooting it and as far as i'm con- like well, i'll answer your first question in a minute but okay. as far as i'm concerned it shouldn't be a reboot no all the actresses and actors look the, i know it's been 15 years yeah. they all look exactly the yep. same yeah and we saw we saw alan marina backer and might look better she, now. Oh, she does look better now she, <laughs> she really did 15 does years ago and we saw tudic and jewel state yeah uh this year and they both look great yeah and they're both successful and they're doing their thing rest in peace ron glass the rev yeah. he died really can't get him anymore Shepherd. yeah but uh yeah i mean like they could just start it right back up, and nobody would know the difference. Yeah, and I think I think you ha- you should. Josh Whedon should take over. I mean, he has, has enough clout now. Even he had, back then, he had enough clout, but should come yeah. in and say, you know what? I want my guys to get season two. It right. would work. We're not even on Fox. Go to Netflix or Hulu or something that's gonna go to Amazon. Yeah, go to Amazon's producing tons of stuff. Yeah, they're they have the Tick coming out soon. Yeah, and they would love to have a Josh Whedon. Oh yeah, property. This is clearly a Josh Whedon joint, yeah, if yeah. no one knows about that. <laughs> but do you think it, it was before its time? Uh, yeah, because I guess everybody was used to a certain type of uh, space show. Yeah, there's definitely a template for it. Yeah, all the Star Treks were a certain way. But Farscape, which came a little earlier than this, was kind of different like this. So yeah. it's hard to say, like, 
Farscape lasted four seasons and got canceled, but Farscape had international backing. They had Australia and Canada yep. were putting money into it. So maybe Fly, just Firefly had a back lot in Los Angeles. Yeah, maybe they just America and and Fox wasn't ready to because Fox is fickle. From yeah. what if, if everybody else in the world and Hollywood can be believed, they they're fickle. Yeah, they, they're synonymous for canceling properties yeah. extremely early, and this goes like. For anybody who talks about Fox and how they cancel shows, Firefly is one of the ones that comes up quickly. Family Guy, Firefly. Yeah. Family Guy, they canceled and they were like, oh, wait, it was good. Yeah, bring let's bring it back. it back. Firefly, they should have done the same thing. Yeah. And as for the reboot, we're both on the same page. It shouldn't be a reboot. It should just be a, a continuation of a right. season. And that seems to be the, the trend with Fox, Prison Break, and 24, and X-Files. They all came back with a a separate or right. a new season, and X-Files is doing it and again. And I'll say this. I trust... I trust um, uh, Joss Wheaton enough where even if he wants to set it 15 years later or whatever whenever I trust him enough to write to make that right and yeah. make it like good where he can just the story is good and yep. you're, you're intrigued and you want to stay in it just picks up right where like yeah. just brief flashback to maybe yeah. what happened 15 years ago and then right into it and I agree but in this episode 2517 we set as the setting and through the explanation in the beginning, you get to know, if you haven't picked up on it in the first two episodes, that there's a war between the Independents and the Alliance. So the opening is very informative to kind of give you yeah. the setting and the theme. And then the first scene takes place on the planet of Triumph, where we get an Oregon Trail reenactment. Like, that's what I'm thinking immediately. As soon as it started, and like I said, I've seen all the episodes, but like, hey, I don't have them memorized. Yeah, like, likewise. We're getting another stuck in the past yep and you have oh, they know about davy crockett they're gonna yes oh i wish nog would have appeared and we could have found out more about the coonskin hats but you you get an oregon trail kind of scenario where you have the stagecoach going through some puddles and through yeah. the woods and all of a sudden bandits show up and these bandits are there's th i think there's three or four of them and they're super rapey oh yeah they're well, like we're gonna spend some time with your lady i you know, I was going to save it for later, but throughout this whole show, I'm like, and I thought about it after I seen what was going on. I'm like, wow, it really, really sucked to be a woman in this time frame. Yeah. Because, like... You're going uh, to get raped by space bandits. Morena Baccarin's character, uh, Inara, she's yep. a companion. She goes and learns how to take care of a man. Yep. Or whoever. Whoever. Man or woman. Or... And anything in between. Yeah, most people don't call her a companion. They look to her as she's a whore. Yeah, but they they say whore lovingly. Yeah, uh, I don't but, know if that's a, a loving term in anything. Yeah, <laughs> except for like her social media yeah. whore. It was, I quote unquote, but I didn't say I did it. I it's okay. Flashed it. So, but and, and you know, all the characters are being hunted, and it seems like everybody's going to get raped. Yeah, like all the women. Which I guess is kind of like a reality of the West. and Well, there's no sound in space, so they can't hear you scream. <laughs> Which they did later. Yes, well, I, I wrote yeah. that down as well. Uh, but the super rapey bandits approach our, our, uh, our two people on the stagecoach which are Jane, Adam Baldwin, and you know him from Full Metal Jacket and tons of the DC animated stuff, and a uh, Malcolm Reynolds in drag, Nathan mm -hmm. Fillion from Con Man and Castle, and the banter between, like, he says, you know, I'm going to take advantage of your, spend some time with your, your woman. 
And you hear Jane like, oh, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then the banner between Jane and Malcolm is great because I love the, the dynamic between the two of them because they get to really just... He's know, like a... Jane's like a... Um, he's a mercenary. Yeah, he's a hired on merc. He's the muscle slash yeah. hired gun for the ship. Yeah, who's also doesn't seem very bright. Right. Kind of like uh, stupid. So, yeah, he. Uh, I, I like him because, you know... He's treated like he's an idiot. Like yeah. nobody hides it from him. But uh, he, it, it, everybody, his interactions with everybody's really good. And he, um, I don't know if he's meant to be, but he's kind of the comic relief. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Out of all the people that are on there, you wouldn't think that he would be the right. comic relief, but he does it. He works it very well. And through the bickering, the bandits get kind of restless, and that's when Zoe pops out of the back of the. The stagecoach, and that just always uh, Gina Torres from Suits and The Matrix, and she just starts blasting people with like a sawed-off space gun. She's also what's his uh, married to uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, really? Yeah, I, didn't, I, sure. did, I did not know that. But she uh, she starts blasting them away, and the cool thing about the show is I love that it's kind of like old westy kind of guns, yeah. and they give you the futuristic sound, so it is really cool. Yeah, that, like they must have some kind of like, or I guess they are some kind of phaser or yeah. you know, solid projectile that looked like Colt 45s yeah. and sawed off shotguns <laughs> I, I, I like it so it's re- it's really cool so you, you have that and then they go back to this Triumph kind of space hoedown where it, it, it looks like a renaissance fair everyone's dancing Jane's getting a rain stick from an old Amish man man I think rain sticks are annoying things hipsters and, yeah. well proto hippies I guess or yeah hipsters yeah, they always had only like, man, listen to this thing and smoke pot, and you, you know, it'll, you'll go to a different world. And so Jane gets one. Imagine having that on, <laughs> on Serenity. It's like, yeah, just, get out! Mm, of here, it's awful. So you have your your rain stick from the Amish man, and then Malcolm gets a a flower halo. Yeah, looks dashing in, and he's dancing with this young girl, and then it kind of, kind of just looks like they get hammered, pass out, flames die, and That's it's it. time they get back on the ship and they say their goodbyes, and, oh, we'll see you again, old Amish man, old elder, <laughs> and boom, stowaway. Yep. They got a ginger stowaway. Ginger stowaway, uh, and she's, it's Christina Hendricks. Yes, and it piqued my interest when I saw Ginger, but then I found out it was Christina Hendricks, uh, and I was definitely on board. Yeah. And you know Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. But um, the elder of Triumph, and that's when we find that she says that they were on Triumph. I believe. I think she's the yeah. first one to say, or Wash is the first one to say, we can't go back to Triumph. But the Elder of Triumph kind of bequeathed uh, this. Well, that's gen- when I yeah. was like, wow, this sucks. Because she goes, well, she tells this story. Now I don't know how true it is, but she tells a story about going to a school, I yeah. guess like a nunnery. Yeah, Maiden's House. Yeah, Maiden's House. And she's tells like how her, her sister was given away to like some dirty old man. Yeah. It really sucks to be a woman in this time period. Yeah, and reiterate. Yeah, we find out that through this whole scenario, now that we still don't know her name, Christina Hendricks yeah. is. They, she says women are given away on trades. Yeah, and she's Malcolm's wife. Right. And that's our Mrs. Reynolds. So the title comes into play right off the front. Um, so Malcolm is completely against the arrangement. Now, thinking, putting myself in the situation, and I was bequeathed this, this ginger woman, and it was Christina Hendricks, I wouldn't be against it. All right, I check well, her paperwork, make sure she's <laughs> she's legal, because you don't they don't 
you know, they don't Carter, but I would make sure she's, I don't, I don't know, if they gave yeah. her to me, like if certain I, I people steal seem, like the uh, shepherd, uh, who's like the minister of the shepherd. Yeah, the, the biggest kind of, I don't know, red herring of the, of the show. Like you don't, he's the biggest mystery. You don't know who, yeah. what he really is. But he, yeah, he knows a lot about criminal activities yeah. and, and the way criminals act and do things. But he also knows a lot about their whatever religion is standing up here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he kind of. I think he says there's a special hell for you. Yeah. For, if you take advantage of her, uh, where pedophiles and people who talk during movies go. Yeah. Well, that's kind. That's kind of pedophile. You're. Yeah, she's a, bequeathed to yeah, you. Yeah. I don't know. She's his wife now. They're supposed to become one flesh. And we find out later that that's yeah. all she wants is to become one flesh. But while we find out that she's married to Malcolm now, the crew has a ton of fun with this. This is where we see Kaylee, and that's Jewel State from The Flash and so many other things. We see Dr. Simon, Tam, uh, Sean Maher. And he again, we're talking about, like, I'm going to focus on, like, the geek culture stuff of it, but... He's in the DC Animated Universe. It's Nightwing. Right. He was in Arrow, a shrapnel. So half the cast has performed in Summer a Summer Glau was in Arrow. Yeah. And we don't see her for quite some time. Well, I was going to say, this is a very light, even though the whole entire series is, you know, revolves around Summer Glau's yeah. character. She, she had a cameo 37 minutes into the, yeah. <laughs> into the show. And last maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, it was like, oh, there's Summer Glau. So we find out that the reason why she's married to Malcolm is that the flower halo that I made mention to uh, is the ring essentially, and then they partake in some wine, and then it's not it's like it's a union, it's unified. So you have this whole weird backwoods kind of wedding yeah. that nobody knows about it's except as the per tradition on the planet. Yeah, it's so. like a Sadie Hawkins dance. The girl walks up, puts the flower uh, yeah. hat on you, and you're now married to her. That's you know, they're giving away girls to ugly dudes, but what if an ugly girl picks up, picks you up? You can't really just be like, oh, I, I want to leave Triumph, but you got to take her with you now. So Malcolm wants to drop her off. He's like, all right, let's take her back to Triumph. Let's get, let's well, get rid of her. Well, not just drop her. He's a little rough, but he does. Yeah, he's a 100% against this. Yeah, but. He's like, you look good, but girl. Sometimes he's kind of douchey off. about it, but yeah. uh, he's like, we could drop you off the planet. You could work a farm. Mm-hmm. We'll get you a plot, you know. So, I mean, he's not, like, an asshole. He's yeah. just like, no, I and I, I think because, I he, don't know, this is either three or six episodes yeah. in. I'm thinking but, three. I'm really thinking it's yeah, three. He's, uh, I think it's because he's interested in, in Nara. Yeah, exactly. Character. And he gets so much crap from the cast, or, well, the crew, that they're just, just yanking his chain the whole time. And you're like, yeah. what, what, what do I do? Like... I have this cute wife. My crew doesn't. If I take advantage of her, my crew is not going to. If I partake, not take advantage. If I partake into what marriage truly is. Well, he. Uh, I, I, it seems like he's got uh, some morals. Yeah. So. You. You would hope. You would hope. Yeah. Um, but we find out that they can't take her back to Triumph, and I think this is where uh, Wash comes in and says, "Well, one of the bandits was a prefect's nephew, and we cannot take right. this woman back to Triumph." And they find out that her name is Saffron. Yeah. And she says, I am not a doxy, which is a space whore. That, that, that's what translation I got out of it. But then her name's Saffron. Yeah. So. Uh, she's a stripper. Yeah, she's now gracing the stage of triumph. Saffron. And it's, it's such a stripper name. And she only dances to the rain stick. <laughs> that's the music that rain they're playing. Rain sticks and didgeridoos. Yeah. 
It's so strippery because she's got red hair, saffron, yep. red. Like, get out of here. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's not stupid. It, it, it's kind of... I, it's believable that... Yeah, it makes... It's funny. And it's kind of a, a, a Josh Wheaton's kind of thing where it's like an in-joke, but... Yeah. Like, if it was on a worse show, I'd say it's stupid. Yeah. And, but he intentionally was going for that. Yeah, he wanted. Yeah, I I grew up on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. and that's another Josh Whedon production. So there were so many awful jokes that only nerds would get. So this is another <laughs> nerdy joke from the king of the nerds. But preacher, you know, Ron Glass says the whole thing about the fiery pits of hell for pedophiles. But Saffron only wants to please Malcolm, so he's in really like this tough predicament because she wants to cook for him she wants to take care of him wash his feet and she becomes uber territorial when wash alan tudyk before mentioned who's from con man and star wars rogue one and zoe are in the kitchen you know she uh wash goes to grab the glass and saffron's like no way like that's my man i do this well and also we get to see another example of how bad it is to be a woman in this time frame um yeah for uh, for uh, everybody but the people on the ship right because well, like kaylee and zoe are like well yeah well they're, it's because uh they're well hal or uh, zoe's like tough she's yeah been she'll, the war. she'll kill everybody and zoe's uh an engineer or yeah, a kelly. mechanic yeah kelly um, but uh what's his name um Adam Ball, Jane comes up and tries to trade a gun that yes. he won. Yeah, I wrote that down. Uh, what's her name? Vera. Yeah, Vera. I, at first, like he walks out, and you're like, oh, these two are really going to fight. Well, it, it was... I don't know if it had it for this, but it was like... It it had a cut for a commercial break, yeah. so you didn't know what was going to happen. And he, Malcolm rounds the corner, and Jay, yeah. Jane's there, like, With a we, gun. Need, we need to talk. And he wants to trade his... Gun. Yeah, Vera for Saffron. The best gun he's ever had for... Saffron. Yeah. So that it's good to show you what, the the fact that he could think that that's okay is it puts you know. Yeah. And there's they set a course for the next city, which is the city of New Dinsmere, and you kind of forget about that. They keep saying they're going to go to Beaumont, and New yeah. Dinsmere is set, but they never go back to New Dinsmere. And then you you finally see uh, Marina Bagaran's character, and we have said you know she's pops up everywhere but recently deadpool and gotham she's right. been in oh yeah deadpool i didn't even think it yeah um and that's anara sarah the, and, and the, she the dialogue between her and malcolm give you that they're they're in love with each other they, yeah and that's a well that's why i think malcolm's not interested in um, yeah because he wants saffron he wants the wife the companion yeah but the companion her job is to be kind of a it's a tough decision yeah it's a tough decision between Christina Hendricks's Saffron and Marina Baccarin's uh, Anara. Who who are you picking? That's a t- real tough one. Christina Hendricks is like being with a real life. Oh, um, Roger Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, she's like a real life Jessica Rabbit. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I think Marina Baccarin. All right. I'm I'm gonna t- you can have her. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will bequeath her to you in, in, uh, while we're on Serenity, and I will take Saffron, because who doesn't love a good stripper? Um, but Jane wants to trade Vera, and then Malcolm says, you know, get out of here, go play with your rain stick. Yeah. So Malcolm says, go play with your rain stick to Jane after Vera's offered 
And that's when I kind of feel like love is kind of in the air for Malcolm and Saffron when they're walking and they're starting to bond together, where Saffron kind of opens Malcolm up a little bit and says, like, uh, he starts talking about his childhood and his mother, right. I believe. And he says that nobody's ever really got him that way. So that's when I'm starting to see that there's some, some feelings going on for, for those. So yeah, she, apparently she cooked an amazing meal because Wash and Zoe really wanted to get in on that. Then it goes to a weird cutscene where you, you see Bree and his buddy. And Bree, I, I, I got Bree because it's on um, the IMDb, captions. Yeah. And it says, oh, captions, yeah. yeah, and he wants to capture the ship because once you piece it all together, you have a firefly. And that's where you get the, the title reference in there. So right. um, at first I'm like, we're never going to see these guys again. But we, they come back. Yeah, well, I didn't know what they... Well, I mean, I kind of knew what they were for. Yeah. But they were just... They were later explained a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I, I thought they were going to be in cahoots. Yeah. With, I, they are extra... I guess they're not in cahoots with Christina Hendricks or Saffron? Yeah, I, I don't know because we didn't really see them again until like the, the very end of it. And she or was, maybe she she, was already... Maybe she just takes ships, put them on a course for the... Yeah. She's the, the, the hooker net. who gets them to the pimp? And that's oh. where the pimp robs them? Yeah, okay. I guess. All right. Space hooks. Doxies, man. <laughs> Stay away from them. But then we get like... This is probably the most sexual episode that we've covered thus far because we get into the saffron wants to become one flesh and start talking quote well the bible. there's a bible quote yeah. for her bible like her. extremely sexual bible yeah. and you can see malcolm's on board and i think jane was there and he's kind of on board with it too yeah and i didn't write it but it was like Ugh. yeah it was like it's like there was a, the reference between the the myth of the earth that was where like the world opened up and yeah it swelled took, and all i was like holy this episode is took them in and okay i could just see nerds sitting in their mother's basements just <laughs> with kleenexes and jurgens just right next to them when this scene's on but malcolm says it's this this is when she's like she's really coming on to him it's like right it's, it's about time i think she's 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 naked Right. Is this at the okay, point? she snuck into his uh, his quarters. His quarters. Yes. He's laying in his bed. She's not taking no. Yeah, and she uh, she's naked in his bed, and, Mal- and she's ready to go. She's like, "You ready to take me?" Yeah, and Malcolm says, "My favorite line: It's been a while since anybody but me has taken hold of my plow." <laughs> and I, was like, that was, I I quoted that. I loved it. And Saffron explains that's when you you touched on it a little earlier but she explains the pain that she felt after watching her sisters and more people from the maiden's house be sold off to like grotesque and ugly and kind of rapey people and that's when uh saffron says i swell to think of you inside me (laughs) and i see you swell as well so you're you know it's it's gonna be going on right and this is where he's like uh, he says something he's like uh, worth it or it's worth that extra hell or yeah. something like that so he knows what he's doing he kisses her and yeah saffron just she really doesn't care what anybody thinks about right. her there's already a whore on ship so what two two whores i mean it just makes for a better party on the ship let her have her wedding night she says i just let me have my wedding night you right. can drop me off so at the next doing, port he's doing uh doing his husbandly duties yeah can't blame a man for that it's it's he, tough. He's, he, yeah, he's just uh, he's being a, I don't know, like if he's gonna doing what he's supposed to do exactly, and he's a captain. If he wants to lead by example, he beds right. that woman, and that's my justification <laughs> for that situation. If I were a captain, I would have done the well, same. Well, at this thing. point, he said no to her a thousand times. She did. She is now taking her clothes off, yeah. and he's like, "Why? Why not? Why can't I?" Yep. 
she's trained for this. She wants to do this. So, yeah. all right, let's yeah, do it. She said, like, this is what I want. This is the only thing I want. I want to be bed. I want to have my wedding night. I want to be one flesh right. and then just kick me to the curb. I don't care about the the walk of shame in the fields of triumph. Like, I, yeah. just let me do my thing. And they start kissing. It starts to get hot and heavy. And then, boom, Malcolm's done. Passed out. Kind of roofied him. Right. Yeah, she... Uh, She's evil. She, she pulled the uh, poison ivy, poison on the lips thing. Yeah. And, and she is evil. Yeah, knocks him out, and then she, she tries the same. She, she runs well, around. Well, she, the she ship. hijacks the ship. Yeah, she tries to pull the same thing on Wash. Wash actually doesn't fall for Surprisingly, it. Surprisingly, because I thought he was going to cave real quick. <laughs> like I thought he was just going to melt, and she she ends up kicking Wash in the back of the head, yeah. knocking him out, and then uh, magnifies the or solders or does something to the doors. Yeah, it's Kale, like a cool Kale, soldering or yeah, a cool welding trick. Yeah, it's Kaylee like just a says piece it. Of tape and. And it, but she yanks a couple wires. It does the, yeah, she, the thing of connecting random wires together. And, and she ships. clearly clearly knew her way around the ships. Yeah, because she disabled everything. You couldn't. Right. You didn't have navigation. You didn't have visual. You didn't have uh, sound. You didn't have anything. So she really. You can tell that this isn't just some girl who worked at the maiden's house. So she's right. she's getting ready to kind of cut out and take a take a ship, and that's when she runs into Anara. And that's when you're like, oh, this is this is another nerds in the basements with their jergens <laughs> moment where you're thinking these chicks are going to start kissing and it doesn't happen because they're trying they're trying to one-up seduce each other yeah it was really weird because you don't know if anara picks up on saffron's game because she's really good at what she did like she had me fooled and i've seen the episode already but like i'm trying to put myself back into the the right. first step and i was like all right maybe she's maybe she's good maybe she's bad but well, she had yeah. everybody fooled. Uh, what does Anara uh, say? Game recognizes game? Yeah, game recognizes game. <laughs> or like you can't play the player or yes. something like that. She's very. So she picks up on it because she is trained to do the same things. Yeah. So she uh, recognizes kind of right away that, oh, I get it. You're, you're, you're too good. You're too practiced. This isn't, yeah. you know. and uh, You got cocky. Yeah. She thought that she could seduce anybody and that... For Saffron, she was like, yo, you know, uh, Inara says, come back to my room. Right. Come back to my room. And uh, that's when she gets knocked out. But you find out that through Inara, she says that she's got alliance training and companion training on top of it. Right. So you find out that, uh, I was going to say Summer, well, Saffron is, she's like, creme de la creme of these doxies right she's not at the same level apparently as Moraine Moraine yeah. is a companion she you know uh, in other episodes she talks about not being a whore yeah. she does it for a living she you know sets up like dates and yeah. she keeps work and home life split up a yeah. little bit where she does she only washes feet when she's being paid <laughs> yeah. and other than that she's just lighting her uh, yeah. hashish in her uh, so and uh, but Christina Hendricks looks like you know, she actually seems like she doesn't get to the sex that often. No, seems like she'll try everything to 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 get around doing that. Yeah, so. because she she told Malcolm, you know, I'm surprised that you lasted that long. Within right. ten minutes, the men are usually on me, and so uh, Anara runs around and finds finds um, well, they find Wash all knocked out, and then they signal for everybody else to come, and then she goes down to Malcolm's quarters and finds Malcolm knocked out, kisses him. 
and then she gets knocked, knocked yeah. out. And, then, and gets knocked out. Yeah, I like that because the rest of the, the show, she plays it like... Yeah, she was just... Like, I don't know what happened. I bumped my head. Yeah. And you think at the end of the episode that Malcolm is, one, the smartest man and the luckiest man in space. <laughs> but then you find out that he's the dumbest man in space. But Dr. Uh, Simon Tam says, you know, it's pretty much space opiates. It's a heroin. Right. It's uh, I, I put a space heroin on Saffron's lips. You had a much better... Uh, analogy with the, the poison, yeah, poison, poison ivy. ivy and then that's when I, now i'm 40 points into my notes right now and that's <laughs> when it says river tam summer glass sighting <laughs> six minutes left of the show and i'm like what the whole the next movie the the movie for the show is called serenity yeah it's based on like her and you just see her yeah like, it's like oh i'm she's cuddled up in the corner she's like, getting all weird well she's like she always just got weird out of the shat- and, uh, yeah. shower but like, yeah like i was Kind of surprised, and I didn't remember this particular episode where I was like, "Oh wow, no Summer Glau, and no uh, her brother only shows up for maybe a minute, yeah, only, and, like not much longer than her." And you really, th- this episode is kind of like I refer to it as a one shot, where you really don't need to have seen the previous episodes right. to just immerse yourself into yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, we got lucky. I think it's pretty safe to say for the rest of the season, I think they're in. They, they, the plot surrounds both of them for the rest of the season. Yeah. So this is a good jumping off point for anybody who has not seen Firefly yet. But we find out, and we forgot about it, but when uh, Saffron is in the ship and disabling everything, she sets an alternate course for undisclosed kind right. of like no-caller ID phone number location. And that's when, you know, uh, Preacher or Shepherd says um, they reached the end of the line, and it's kind of just like a... It looks like a space bug zapper. Well, they look at the thing and they can't see. Anything. Yeah, everything's jammed. So it it looks like it it looks like jam, like a, a space ball when I put yeah. jam on the thing. It, it does look like that. It's like a big blob mm-hmm. on the screen. So they know like there's a net or there's something to catch a ship. And yeah, they called it disable the, it. They called it the carrion house. Right. And it's essentially just a, a scrapyard. It's a chop yeah. shop for for ships where they'll go through to the net. It'll chop the ship up. They'll take the pieces that they want, and it'll. It's like Resident Evil, where the the bar, uh, the light bars come through and they kill the people. Yeah, and it kills everything. When yeah. the, the uh, and they the don't ship. care. They yeah. they have no disclosure for killing. Yeah, it's all about. Uh, they said that they'll the, pull you the out. Yeah, they'll pull you out and they'll kill you, or they'll just simply gas you. Right. And that's when you get Malcolm's. He turns to his team, his crew, and says uh, to Jane, "Go get Vera." Get my suits, go get Vera, and that's Vera's second cameo. So the gun has more cameos than Summer right. Glau, which yep. is uh, just surprising. She's, she's got twice as much screen time, yeah, and she's got a bigger plot point than a Summer Glau. Yeah, and Vera saves the day. Well, Jane, by way of Jane, who disables the net, and they get right through it, like easily. Just like there's nothing else. Like they couldn't just like have a backup net or like side ships that they could just jump out and seize them. It's kind of like oh, you disabled our. Our, our You're net. on a one-way course because of, I guess this is where they're linked, where uh, Saffron and, and Bree Bree are linked. Is I guess Saffron does the dirty work, gets the core set, and Bree just tur- flicks the switch and turns the machine on. Yeah, and so, she she kind of dips out. You don't know where she goes. They she steals the, the shuttle. Yeah, did they show that? Yeah. Oh, so I must have. Well, she that. she disable after she kicks Washington head. She disables the the door. The door. Well, she yanks on some wires, plugs another one in, disables the door, 
runs down and just for a second they show a shuttle taking off oh see i i must have missed that i must have sneezed or something but that's when we you, you touched on it and this is another very accurate science sci-fi kind of thing where there is no sound in space no sound he i shoots, like it when they yeah, open the door and he shoots three or four times and you, i thought sound went off in my, well, my it, headphones it's cool because they they flash back between what's going on in the space station yeah. and what's going on so when he shoots the gun they show you shoot him or they show you him shooting. Yes. There's no sound because the, the, the door's open, so there's no air. And then on the space station, you see the bullets hit and everybody's screaming, and they just keep fl- like flashing back between the two. It's a really cool yeah, shot. You no can, sound. You can tell this show is done by a nerd. Yeah. Because like he just, Whedon pays so much close attention to the details that even the di- directors that come on, he's like, he's probably, and I'm speaking for him like we're best friends, but... <laughs> I'm sure he's like, listen, I want this to be as practical of a space show as possible, but true to its roots. I want it to be spacey, but I also want it to be sciencey. And that's where you like, listen, I I don't watch a lot of Star Trek. Does Star Trek do that where it's sciencey? No, because the the big thing about it always was the explosions in space. There's always big explosions in space. Well, and that's the thing is, well, there would never be an explosion in space. So this is, this is the truest form of science fiction. So far. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, this is kind of where we were hoping all of our episodes would would go. (laughs) And so far, uh, they have not. So this was, well, like I said, it's, um, this is the first bit of space battle. It's not even big. It's not even a major plot point. It's just something that happens, but, you know, they also showed us the ship, the the, the Firefly, yeah. or wait, yeah, the ship's called Firefly. No, Serenity. Serenity. Yeah, okay. yeah it, it can turn into a Firefly right. once it's put together properly. But this is the first time that we've seen more than one ship. Right. We've actually seen space, other than just like through the windshield of yeah. the Killjoy ship. But we find out that I don't think Saffron didn't go to. I don't think she went back to Triumph. No, I think she moved on. Yeah, she went to another. Uh, what I like times. about this too is they. Uh, she went to Westeros. <laughs> She's in Game of Thrones land. They showed this the the ship, the interior of the ship, and and it's the whole season or yeah, the one season the whole yeah. series is is rickety. Like, yep. it's kind of beat down and and you know war torn and yeah. You would think that no scrappers would want that, and even the guy who's with Bree says like, if you would look at this properly, you could see the potential in this yeah. ship, and. I guess it's kind of like the camouflage in space. If you give it like a a, boot, uh, a bucket or a hoopty, nobody's going to want to steal it. But you right. could have a killer sound system in it, yeah. and people aren't going to recognize. Yeah, that. I really like that. Uh, the, you know, and, and I guess that's kind of the because you don't know where they got their ships from. You don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe all ships are just run down it's just you know there isn't enough good mechanics to keep a fleet that net looked really in, in yeah. good shape i mean it looked like a bug zapper right like it was just a big square four or five different kind of turbines or engines and uh just an electrical current between the two between Did, them now i wonder this is 2002 and i don't yeah. remember is this where steampunk started like I don't know when that started. I wish it never started. But that's a, this is very steampunky. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it, if it wasn't for spaceships, you would just think it was an absolute period piece yeah. show. Well, but it's not even period because they don't. They talk like 
refined English mm-hmm. and the, the old like gentleman like southern gentleman and stuff yeah, so. e- even when Malcolm and fi- he ends up finding Saffron like they fight with like howdy ma'am and then it's sex pun and then it's like yeah proper English sex pun and like again a this, little bit of Chinese yeah. well Chinese is only for cursing so yeah this is the like I said this is the most sexual episode that we've watched probably in all the series that we're going to cover <laughs> um, and still there there was no sex in the show it was, right. it was just all the the puns and stuff but the main message of the episode is kind of revealed with Saffron and Mal where um, Saffron tells Malcolm like there's nobody like it's kill or be killed out here like you have to focus on yourself and Malcolm says you know I have a whole crew to trust me and stands by me and that's why we work so it just says that trust always wins like you yeah. always have to trust your gut your the people that are in your corner and you'll catch the the space doxy <laughs> that seduced you and kind of ruins I your think, day i'm pretty sure she shows up again but i don't know uh yeah and i like see i'm thinking we were we went off of IMDb, yeah, and we said, okay, well, this is the third episode per our randomizer. But the relationship between Mal and Morena seems like it's a little bit more in depth than three episodes in. Yeah, so maybe it's well. The first episode, if I'm not mistaken, was longer than an hour. Okay, I think it was more like a two piece, like a, a two part pilot. Because I remember when I watched it the first time, it was longer than normal right. episode. And I was like, oh, wow, these are going to be really long without commercials. Because you know, I think a few months ago it was on Netflix. Okay. And now it's off Netflix because I went to go look for it. And that's why I found it on Hulu. And it, for Hulu, it's season six, or episode six, which is, you know, it was from 2002 to 2003. Well, I Netflixed it. Or not Netflixed it. I, um, IMDb'd. IMDb'd it. And that's where we got our episode three. And I and um, I uh, Wikipedia and that got us episode six. I'm just kind of I'm saying that their relationship ship seems a little bit farther. Yeah, it's along more evolved than three episodes. So yeah, so you make your own judgment, listeners. If it was uh, season three <laughs> or season six, you just look episode, for episode. Yeah, yeah, episodes. Yeah, because we all know it's one season. You look for um, our Mrs. Reynolds, and you find out what you liked, but. Is there anything else you want to, you wanted to talk about in this episode? Uh, well, we didn't say that he does get her at the end. Yeah, and that's where you said you know she might show back up again. Yeah, we don't know. He didn't kill her because he punched uh, her in the face. Though. Yeah, punched her hard in the face too. I think at this point, like no, you didn't ever punch her. Yeah. You should never punch anybody. He he decked her but, because he wanted to know her real name. He's like, oh, you probably would have lied anyway. Yeah. I was. It caught me off guard. Because yeah, I was so like, oh, he's going to... And then he just punched her in the face. And yeah, I was like, oh, wow. In that situation, just choke her out. <laughs> and then you just carry her. You don't have to punch her. Um, but I don't, like, yeah, I didn't... I think that was it, right? They didn't show you. It goes back to uh, Anara's little pad. And that's where I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Malcolm's about to be super lucky. Right, he's got right, Christina right. Hendricks, who was on him for a minute, and now Moreno Bacaron. And he he just assumes that Moreno Bacaron's character kissed Saffron. Well, she passed out and was all... Continued like, to say, I tripped and I hit my head. Yeah, and he's like, you're too elegant and you're too, yeah. well, you carry yourself too well to trip like yeah. that. How did you trip when the only thing on the floor was me? Yeah, like, so he's like, I know what happened. And I thought they were going to kiss at that moment, yeah. and I was like, okay, here we go. But then this he's is, like, oh, you kissed her. And like, no, you idiot, she kissed you. Yeah, and he's walking back like, yeah, <laughs> I got something to think about later. <laughs> but this was probably 
Ah, I think this was my favorite episode of the ones that really? we, that we've covered. There's there's single a single there's no a there's no B story or anything. It's just no. one story that's just chugging along. And I think it's I think I'm biased because this is a property I've already seen. This is a cast that has influenced the right. the culture that we live in now and the culture that we hobby over. So I think yeah, this is going to be number one. Number one, then Killjoys. I will say, I really like this show, and I am. I can't figure out why it's not around or why it didn't stick around for a couple seasons. All right, so they don't. Let's say they don't reboot it. Me and you are it. Me and you are Josh Wheaton as one. <laughs> We're the angel and the devil on his shoulder. One side says we'll put it on TV. Another side says finish it and do a movie. Where are you going? But the caveat is, the TV show is complete reboot, and like Jaden Smith is in it. Oh boy! Now you just took it. <laughs> All right, take Jaden Smith out. But nobody in the show is going to return, not even in guest car. No, guest I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it. But the movie is all of the cast. Like, so just do a movie. Okay. Just do a movie. I know they already did. Yeah, a movie, me. but like, I don't know. I mean, it was good. I liked the movie. Yeah. But it, it did feel episodic. Like, it felt like it just continuation. Do a movie with 2017 money, 2017 special effects. Yeah. Figure out a way. No, I'm not going to spoil it. But. Yeah, but I think the whole thing... Well, you... Yeah, I was going to have a spoiler, too. <laughs> uh, but I feel like you, you bring everybody back. If you're going to do it on a series, you're going to have to do it on a, a service. Uh, maybe the CBS All Access service yeah. that's coming out with Star Trek Discovery or Netflix, Hulu, uh, YouTube TV, who knows, uh, Amazon, anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't that. know. I, I mean, that would be fun, but I want to see the cast. Because like I said, you could still... And I have faith that... And I don't have faith... Like, I didn't like some of the stuff Josh Wheaton did. Yeah. Like, I didn't watch Buffy. It was so good. So good. You need to watch that. I... I know he is creative enough where he could f- figure out a way to make that 15-year gap seem yep. and look, part of the story. You know, he's he's the one of the most sought-after people now in Hollywood, I oh, guess, yeah. because you have what he did with the Marvel Universe as far as Avengers and stuff like that. And then DC Comics went over and they said, you know what, you're going to do a, Batman, a Batgirl movie for us. You're going to reshoot Justice League for us. Why can't he add to the lacking of sci-fi television, good sci-fi television, because... Killjoys is on, Doctor Who's on, that's the stuff that we like. But other than that, you know, you're gonna have the Orville that that you and I are gonna talk yeah. about. That may be good, maybe bad. It's on Fox again, could we'll be a see. one season. You have DC uh, not DC, uh, CBS All Access is Star Trek Discovery, which is coming out, which right. is gonna be once a month I'm hearing, which is and you have to pay for that service, so Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I'm not sure where we're gonna go with sci fi. I think now would be the time for Firefly with its original cast uh, right. to come back 15 years later, 10 years later, five years later, or do, I don't know, do more, just pick up where you left off. Well, yeah, now I'm trying to think of where they left off. I mean, I know what happened, but yeah, a couple of people. You can even say, pick up where you left off on Firefly, not Serenity. Okay. And that way it works a little better and you can be more episodic as, a fo- as opposed to having to focus on a, the aftermath of a movie. Because I think coming from a movie and going right back to TV is going to be extremely tough. Yeah. So go TV, TV. The movie happened. It's a standalone thing. 
and maybe an alternate timeline. I think that's where we would go. The universe is great. Yeah. So there's a, and they, they created, there's a lot of good characters in it. There's a lot of people that, you know, everybody knows. And, and sci fi is hot now, especially even with the whole um, Western kind of vibe. Yeah. Westworld was one of the biggest shows yeah, of, the, of the year to do that. And this is kind of a precursor to that because they do have that Western feel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with, I think it could, it doesn't need special effects no. really. Because it, they really didn't have a lot of special no, effects in the show. It's all story driven. There's no like, I don't remember having too many like CGI shots or yeah. anything like that. And you get a cast that you can truly see that they love each other. They yeah. care about each other. When we saw the panel with Alan Tudyk and uh, Jewel State, the banner between those two, and they said they hadn't seen each other for years, but was amazing. And then Fillion and Tudyk are on Con Man. And they love each other. Yeah. You were saying Summer Glell, her last thing was on Castle. I think Adam Baldwin was on Castle. Yeah. Uh, every, well, a lot of these yeah. guys were also on Castle. Yeah, so, so and like, you can tell that they really care about yeah. each other. And nobody ever said that there was tension on the on the crew. And Whedon loves them. They love Whedon. It was just an executive at Fox that refuses to cast right. any of them anymore. Yeah. So we'll just, you know, well, shame, then, shame on them. Shame on Fox. What do we know about Fox? We know that... Once they own a property, no matter how profitable it is, they will not give it to anybody yeah. else. And it, you know, they will fight tooth and nail to, to well, hold on to something, even if they are not producing it, even if they can't get it right. And they'll just they'll reboot it, right. and they'll say, you know what, we have plans for it. If Josh Whedon came with his Avenger money and said, I want to buy Firefly back from you, right? Be like, no, we have plans to reboot it. So, and you're yeah, not I don't, a, you're I don't know wh- where the ownership is in it. So, what about a reboot? And I'm just thinking spitball in here what if a reboot and there's a new serenity with the mentor being nathan fillion malcolm reynolds all right and then uh, nobody else appears in it though it's just him it's kind of like starfleet now yeah i wouldn't mind i mean like maybe his ship still yeah new cr- new crew okay everybody goes their own way what like, i mean they would probably have to take everybody else from fox seth mcfarlane would be in it um <laughs> you know h john benjamin uh, Corey Hawkins. Well, Morena Backrin's still in Fox, right? Yeah, forgot them. Yeah, so Ben McKenzie, her hu- I think they're I think that's her husband. Yeah, or not, yeah, fi- or yeah. fiance. But you bring him on there too. Just Baby me. daddy. Yeah, at least. At least, yeah. I, I think I think that the world needs Firefly. We need Firefly so we can do more Firefly <laughs> episodes. And who knows? We're about to do mission number six, and we can find out if Firefly is going to be our f- sixth episode back to back. Could go fast. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Ooh, we're going back to our uh, our first episode with Doctor Who. Oh, really? But we're going Matt Smith's Doctor Who, ah. the tenth or the ninth Doctor, or no, the eleventh Doctor. Eleventh. And he had, let's see how many episodes he had for him. Fifty six episodes for Matt Smith's Doctor Who. Five years, which is like three seasons or yeah. something like that in the, in the Whovian. So let's see what season we're going to focus on. Season one. So, Matt Smith, season one. Let's see what episode we're on. Well, Matt Smith's Doctor, which yeah. is, I think his first one is season seven. All right, so how many in his, uh, in his, Doctor fir- Who. But, in his uh, first season, how many episodes? Okay, so season five is the first time you see Matt Smith, uh, which is how we're doing it for Doctor Who. Is yeah. Each Doctor, we start with their seasons, not the... Doctor Who universe. Yeah, so the first season you see Matt Smith. 13. All right, so episode 10. Uh, Vincent and the Doctor. All right, so 
Doctor Who, Matt Smith, season five of the new Doctor Who, but season one for Matt Smith, uh, episode number 10, and the, it's called Vincent and the Doctor. It's, Van, it's about Vincent Van Gogh. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> so this is also not going to be a spacey-wacey one. No, this is going to no. be a uh, artsy-fartsy one. So remember, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Galaxy Wars Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Grace, and that's T-H-E-G-R-Y-S. And we are on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts as the Galaxy Wars Podcast. And if you don't follow our episodes as far as TV shows, we're going to do some special one-offs uh, coming up soon. So look forward to those, too. And uh, if you want to hear me talk anymore, I'm on the Active Geek Podcast, anywhere podcasts can be streamed. And remember, trust conquers all. <laughs> and don't trust a redheaded doxy. See ya. <laughs> See ya.